Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Patriots got grilled in Kansas City. And Jamal Charles had a heck of a homecoming. We've got highlights and analysis on the way. Plus, we're picking through the best waiver wire has to offer. And we'll reveal the players who deserve a spot on your fantasy squad. It's the quarter mark of the fantasy season, so time for a draft redo. See who our experts say the top ten picks would be if the draft was held today. NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money Smith here with the Admiral Akbar Baja Biamila and the Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Remember, you can always join the conversation. Our Twitter feed at NFL Fantasy. I said who at the start. It's whom because it is an action that we are putting on them. They are not actively participating, so I should have said whom would be drafted. Thank you, Professor Smith. You're you. welcome. Uh, we got some big news, actually, out of Buffalo. I guess in the fantasy world, sort of qualifies as big news, not because on Monday when Coach Doug Marone of the Bills announced that Kyle Orton will replace E.J. Manuel as the starter when the Bills visit the Lions on Sunday may impact you because you had E.J. Manuel, who tossed two touchdowns and two interceptions in the team's loss to the Texans on Sunday. Manuel 2-2 two and two as a starter this year. Kyle Orton signed that two-year $11 million contract with the team in August after he walked out on the Cowboys. He is an experienced vet, so not because you had E.J. Manuel, but because you may have C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson, Sammy Watkins. What does it mean for the rest of the Bills' offense? That's the question. Well, I'm going to say that it's going to adversely affect this uh, team, and especially C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson, and, of course, uh, Sammy Watkins, because when you go all of a sudden, it's not changing just the quarterback that's going to make this chemistry better. That offensive line has got to get better. So all of a sudden, does Kyle Orton have enough time and the chemistry, the time spent with these guys to develop real production? And that's where I question them. I'll tell you something right now. I'm going to pick up the Detroit Lions defense that's and start sure. them this week against that bad offensive line, against an immobile quarterback. Uh, Orton's been thrown into the Lions' den, I guess you could say. Hey, now, yeah. I um... – 
I guess I'm taking the opposite. Uh, E.J. Manuel was so inaccurate. Some of those passes were so bad. Sammy Watkins is so good at creating separation and getting open. I've got to believe Orton's going to do a better job of just taking advantage of his natural talents. I mean, and you look at that AFC East, and, and I'm telling you, it is wide, wide open. open. It is. I don't think Doug Marone makes this move and moves on from a second-year quarterback unless he feels like he's got a shot. That offensive line can't yeah, it is They can't push or protect. But that's the good thing. Kyle Orton is such an athlete. Oh. Yeah. For more now, we go to Marcus and Adam for the latest headlines. <laughs> Thank you, Money. I am Marcus Grant, and I'm here alongside the fantasy maverick, Adam Rank. We're getting you caught up with all the latest news and notes from around the league. We will start with some good news in Minnesota. An MRI on quarterback Teddy Bridgewater's ankle came back negative on Monday, and Coach Mike Zimmer is hopeful he plays on Thursday against the Packers. That being, of course, Bridgewater. Bridgewater suffered the injury during a fourth-quarter run in the team's Week 4 win over the Falcons. Rank Bridgewater looked pretty good on Sunday, but this week he has that Thursday night game against the Packers. Can you trust him against that Green, Day, Green Bay secondary? This is one I'm going to absolutely pass on. Rookie quarterback, limited uh, participation in practice, and now he's going to go up three days later going up and playing in Green Bay. That's a recipe for disaster. So I understand he looks pretty good. Somebody who could probably stash on your roster, though I don't like to carry two quarterbacks, but... I'm going to pass on this one, and I actually like the Packers' defense in this game. All right, we'll see how that turns out. Thursday night's always scary. On Monday, Texans head coach Bill O'Brien told the media that running back Arian Foster is currently day-to-day as he deals with a hamstring injury. Foster is admitted to not being 100%. He had just eight carries for six yards in the team's win Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Fantasy owners dealt with the same situation last week, Rank. Even if Foster starts this week against What's been a surprisingly good Dallas defense? Is he a lock to be in your lineup? That's the thing. He's no longer a lock until we really see him come out and be healthy and have a good performance, at least against somebody. And we need to put to rest the notion that the Cowboys' defense is not good. Okay, we've looked at this team with Rod Marinelli there. Easy for you to say. Easy for me to say. He's the defensive coordinator of the year. He's taken this unit, lost Sean Lee, lost DeMarcus Ware, and he's made them very re- very relevant. I mean, they shut down the Saints. It's one thing you shut down Jake Locker and the Titans. Okay, fine. But when it's the Saints, that's huge. That makes you take notice. Yeah, absolutely. Sticking with the running back position, some good news for the Cleveland Browns. Ben Tate returned to practice Tuesday for the first time since spraining his right knee in week one. Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West have filled in nicely while Tate was out. But Tate was the team's big addition in free agency. So rank. Which Browns running back do you trust to start this week against the Titans? You can't trust any of these guys. It's similar to the way Baltimore handled their business last week where it looked like Bernard Pierce was going to get into the game. He practiced and everything. He was active, and he didn't get off the sidelines. So I'm hoping that this Browns coaching staff – and listen, I have a lot invested in Terrence West. I was promoting him all through the summer. I liked him coming out of Towson. But you know what? Isaiah Crowell has just been their best running back. Look at that team and go with the guy who is your best running back. They've been smart enough with Brian Hoyer. They're going to stick with the quarterback who gives them the best chance to win. Why can't they do that with the running back? Why not? I, I've got both, I'm asking you, why not? I have both Ben Tate and Terrence West. You're, you're not making me feel very I'm good I'm not right making now. anybody. Listen, nobody's more upset about this than me. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Moving on to the Buccaneers, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport is reporting that wide receiver Mike Evans is expected to miss two to three weeks due to a groin injury. Injury occurred shortly Shortly after Evans caught his first career touchdown, at this point, is Mike Evans worth holding on to? If you had him on your team, I'd go ahead and hold on to him. Uh, there's not a lot of value with rookie run, or rookie receivers. Or not a lot of consistency as well, I should say. And Mike Evans hasn't really shown it so far. Of course, he was playing with Josh McCown. So hopefully, if Mike Lennon continues to be the starting quarterback there, his value can rise a little bit. But if you need to drop somebody for the waiver wire, 
He's a pretty good option. Yeah, nobody's going to go snake him from guy. Speaking of Mike Glennon, we'll stick with the Bucs. And despite Glennon's fourth quarter comeback Sunday against the Steelers, head coach Lovey Smith is yet to anoint him, I should say, as the starter for week five against New Orleans. Josh McCown's status is still uncertain as he deals with a right thumb injury. From a fantasy perspective, if you've got Vincent Jackson in your lineup or on your roster, would you rather see Mike Glennon or Josh McCown playing this weekend? I like McLennan. Nick Glennon. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's, I'll, we'll give that credit, I'll give that credit to, to uh, Warren Sapp. He's the one who came up with that. But look, he's been the better quarterback. Go back to last season, two to one touchdown and interception ratio. I don't know why Lovey Smith decided to come in and have to go to Josh McCown because you know what? He's all a product of Mark Tressman's system. Glennon's been fine. I would go with him. He makes Vincent Jackson better. That big money certainly had a lot to do with it. For more now, send it back to Money and the Guys. I did have everything to do with it, me and big money. Thank you, Marcus. The Patriots took on the Chiefs on Monday night at Arrowhead. Time to get a look at those highlights. Here we go. What Bit of a uh, tough spot for an offensive line that uh, was shuffled and had a bunch of rookies, the old Arrowhead. The return of Jamal Charles as well for the defense. Not good. Here we go. End of the first. First and goal. And I mean not good for the Patriots because there you go. Jamal Charles punches it in. From two yards out, Chiefs up 7-0 to the next Chiefs possession. First and 10 from their own 14. Alex Smith gives it to Niall Davis. Yes, you can play two running backs in an Andy wow. Reid system. Yes, you can. Uh, he's going to get better. yard gain. Steps out of the Patriots 38. And two plays later, he made way for This you is what you betcha. call holla at your boy. Jamal, I'm sorry, what do we call it? Holla at your boy. One more time. Holla at your boy. Thank you. <laughs> Chiefs now up 14 <laughs> to nothing. Akbar's falsetto, notwithstanding. Third quarter, second and second. Oh. Patriots trying to get a drive going. That's a nice strip. strip Tom Ali, right there. Chiefs recover. I Patriots like nine-yard line. Two plays later, second and goal. What are we going to do here, Akbar? Uh, I think you're just going to have to holler at your boy. Come on, Jamal Charles, just doing it. Look, just doing it in the passing game, the Nine running game. Nine-yard touchdown. He comes back with a bang. Rolls up 28.8 fantasy points. Here we go. Comeback time. There is Brady no Amendola. Whoa. Yeah, by Hussein Abdullah. Returns to 39 yards, four touchdowns. Chiefs go on to win, 41-14. to 14. And uh, you get a look at uh, what was a lopsided victory and a lopsided fantasy performance unless you started Brandon LaFell. And I believe he was started in less than .0001% of wow. fantasy you league. Forgot, you forgot one oh. If Alex Smith, 22-plus points, a great option if you have a, uh, a player on a bye week, a quarterback on a bye week coming up. Certainly he has been able to function quite successfully in Andy Reid's offense. Jamal Charles, though, the return of Jamal Charles. He drafted him in the top five. And boy, did he pay you immediate dividends. So let's start with the winning side. What a night for Jamal Charles, who finished with those three touchdowns and led all running backs in fantasy points this week. Is it fair to say that he is back? Oh, yeah, he's back. And even at 70, what I'm calling 75%, Jamal Charles showed everyone that he can do it without having that 100% gas tank in there. Let me tell you something else about Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles chose something else in that he's willing to take it for his team. I mean, he didn't have to go out there. When he suffered a high ankle sprain, that thing can take a while to heal. But he's he's willing and itching to get back in there. And the way he came back, he came back in productive fashion. I think that this is going to be, again, his, his running game. Now, Davis, he did good when Jamal Charles was out. But I think once he gets to that 90% mark, you can forget about Niles Davis. Fabs, Andy Reid said you're not going to forget about Niles Davis, that he likes this two-back set because – Teams just aren't fresh in the fourth quarter, and, and he can keep pounding Davis away. Davis is unreal. I mean, yeah. this guy has been such a great find, both for the Chiefs and fantasy owners. 
So he needs to be rostered in leagues now. If Jamal Charles ever went down, this guy would be a top 10 fantasy running back. And he looked good. He had 17 touches, 119 total yards. Now, I'm not saying you start him in week five. They're going up against the Niners in San Francisco. That's a tough matchup. But Davis, despite the fact that Charles is back, still has fantasy value, clearly. Akbar, uh, the wide receiver, Dwayne Bow has the name, but not the production. Finally gave you a little bit production if you drafted him and started him. 81 yards gets you a little over eight points. Do you start him moving forward? Let me first off give him... Three claps. Yeah, three claps. Okay. Good job, Dwayne Bow. You finally did it. And you did it against Darrell Revis, too. Great competition. But that was it. He stepped up for the big game. He found a way to get up for, for the big competition against Darrell Revis. I don't think that you played Dwayne Bow. I can't trust him to be productive from here on out. This was just a one-off game yeah, for Dwayne Bow. Let alone against the 49ers in San Francisco at Levi Stadium. But you can start Travis Kelsey because you probably might not have a lot of options you at tight end, right? You know what's funny, Money, is that Kelsey looked more like Rob Gronkowski in that number 87 jersey than Rob Gronkowski looked, even though he had that garbage time touchdown. Kelsey now needs to be owned in all leagues, especially with the mess at tight end, a lot of injuries going on, other guys who are not producing, like Jordan Cameron. Yeah, he's a top 10. He sure. has been very good. Again, I don't like the matchup this week against San Francisco, but right now, with the state of the tight end position, Kelsey needs to be owned in about 100% of leagues on NFL.com. On the other side of the wall, we mentioned the only fantasy point producer really was Brandon LaFell, so let's just keep it general. What is wrong? with the Patriots, and specifically Tom Brady, and whether or not he is going to make a start for fantasy teams ever again the rest of the season. Well, the offensive line's got issues, yep. right? And he doesn't look like the same quarterback. I mean, he, he's not even accurate right now out there, throwing balls that his receivers can't catch. I, listen, Giselle's got him sleeping on the couch. He's been so bad. <laughs> he's under duress <laughs> regularly. This is, this is an unbelievable staff for me, Money. Brady scored fewer touch, uh, fantasy points last night than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay? Garoppolo had more fantasy points last night than Tom Brady. He hasn't scored more than 13 fantasy points in a game all year long, and now he's got to play the Bengals? Listen, forget about it. If he wasn't Tom Brady, he'd be on the waiver wire. Absolutely. And to be quite honest with you right now, I'd probably drop yeah. him if you have a pretty solid number Drop one quarterback. Drop him for Eli Manning? He is not the same Drop quarterback. Drop him for Eli Manning. Yeah, a lot That's of, a good question. And actually, right now, Manning's been far better. Yeah, okay. a lot of far people better. are holding on to backs. A lot of people are holding on to Tom Brady because of that because name of brand name. value. But I tell you what it's affecting. It's affecting the run game. And you talk about Tom Brady. The biggest issue that stood out to me in this game is ability to stretch the field. He didn't have anybody that could get vertical. If you can't get vertical in that offense, then, of course, the defense is going to key in on the uh, on the running game. And that's what makes it very challenging for Vereen and makes challenging for Ridley to be able to get off. There is no real threat. Think about this. Aaron Dobson, Kimbrough Tompkins, those guys are on the sideline. Now, who else do you have as your wide receiver? Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. Amendola has been non-effective. Yep. Julian Edelman, that's very hard to scheme, excuse me, very easy to scheme around when you take him out of the out of the game. It so, all starts and ends with that offensive line. And the line. saving he's grace, had though, no time to throw the right, ball. Right, for Vereen, at least, is that he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Can you Ridley, imagine that they, they got rid of start. Mankins? Yeah. Can, can you imagine that offensive line? Hey, they got him well. right out of the deal. Coming up, Jeez. what players <laughs> saw the most targets and touches in week four? And what does it mean for your fantasy team? Our breakdown of Sunday's most utilized offensive weapons is just ahead but up next it is time for some fantasy game changers see which players fans said helped them the most this past weekend this is nfl fantasy live
All right, it's time now for Game Changers presented by Bose. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here, Akbar Adam there. And this season, we are looking for your help to decide which performance has made the biggest impact for your teams in winning a week. You can tweet at us using the hashtag Game Changers, and we could feature your tweet on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live like we will right now. Today, we're going to talk about players the fans you said helped you the most in week four. And no surprise, Rank, it is the uh, top producing running back that yet again helped somebody to victory. Yeah, DeMarco Murray, somebody you probably got at the end of the first round, possibly even the second round, but again, he's been the most consistent running back for fantasy teams, and the reason why is that Cowboys offensive line is so good. When the Cowboys are there in Radio City Music Hall, and the place is just buzzing, waiting for Johnny Manziel to be drafted, and they go with Zach Martin instead. Of course, everybody's a little bit disappointed, but it was the best move for this football team, and now... They have the best offensive line. It reminds me of the 1990s when they just had huge guys making huge holes for Emmitt Smith and let him run wild. They're doing something very similar now with DeMarco Murray, and fantasy enthusiasts are reaping the rewards. You are going Nate Newton, Larry Allen, Emmitt Smith on DeMarco Murray, Teron Smith, and Zach Martin. I like it. How about Asiata here, Akbar? Yeah, Matt Asiata is going to continue to be that game changer for you as long as Adrian Peterson is not playing for the Minnesota Vikings. You can count on his production. And the reason why is he runs with this mentality, this by any means necessary mentality. He's done it his entire playing career, just watching him develop as a, as a running back. And the one thing I know that he's going to succeed in, and his best friend is North Turner. North Turner likes to run a lot of that two-back type option, excuse me, two-back um, action, where you're going to run a lot of that lead action. You get that fullback lead up ahead of you. Big numbers for Matt I Asiata. feel like um, we have talked about Antonio Brown every week because every week yes, Antonio Brown balling. has he's produced. He has uh, 73, I think, point two points this season. Uh, the next highest wide receiver has 22 points. Marcus Wheaton and no touchdowns. Five touchdowns already this season. Ben Roethlisberger certainly likes him some Antonio Brown and regularly looks his way, and that's what we always talk about. Targets, opportunities, and players that make the most out of those opportunities. And I'm not sure anybody in the league is doing more of that than Antonio Brown, including this one right here. Oh, Whoa, yeah. The pass. Little pass action there from Antonio Brown. He does it all. <laughs> he can throw it all. It was so good. I was speechless. Oh, look at that throw from Steve Smith right there. Unreal. He's got a little bit of an arm on it, too. And, of course, this game was just amazing. Here it is, the tip drill. The ball not even thrown to him. But, of course, the uh, fortune was going to smile on him on this day going up against his former team. And, of course, you, you looked at this game as one that you circled on your calendars if you drafted Smith and said, you know what, I can't wait to play him in this revenge game against this former team. And, of course, he didn't disappoint. But, really, he's been doing this the whole season. He has emerged as the number one option there for the Ravens. Of course, he was brought in to be a kind of a steadying veteran influence. But Joe Flacco has made him the number one guy there. If only the Packers could play the Bears every week. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers loves doing some damage to that team. Yes, he does. I mean, of course, it's the Chicago Bears, and we know about that rivalry. But when you look at Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, these guys really got off. And he's probably, if you're an owner of those guys, you've seen the up and down in their play. And a lot of that has to do with the run game. They haven't had a real true presence in the run game with Eddie Lacy. They have cracked over 100 yards. And so you'll see that production continue to dip based on matchup. But you can believe that Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, they'll continue to put up big numbers. So, yeah. th- so be it that the uh, the matchups are favorable. And if you drafted uh, Jordy and Randall Cobb, hi, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax. Because uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> certainly delivered. All right, that was Game Changers presented by Bose. For more now, let's throw it over to Marcus and Fabs, guys. 
Thank you, Money. You know who we are. I'm Marcus. That's Mike. Let's get down to it. Every week on NFL.com, we write a column called Fantasy Breakdown. Spots like the players who see the most opportunities on a weekly basis. Now, hopefully this is helping you decide which players are worthy of starting or picking up in free agency off the waiver wire. Take a look now at the week's most targeted players from week four. You see this here. The big thing to note is that guys who saw a lot of targets didn't necessarily have a lot of receptions. Jeremy Macklin, the 16 targets, just five catches. Roddy White, 14 targets, four catches. Robert Woods, 12 targets, three receptions there. Just kind of an off week in that respect. Remember, opportunity, the lifeblood of fantasy success, but not always a guarantee of that. But you go halfway down that list, Fabs, you see Martellus Bennett. All apologies to Green Day. Wake me up when September ends. Does he keep it going after this? You know what they have to do in Chicago? They have to put a September calendar in his locker and just keep <laughs> just, it there. Just 12 September. Just keep it there all year long. So he just thinks September. It's, it's, he's been amazing. I mean, this guy is the highest scoring tight end in fantasy football. It's not Jimmy Graham. It's not Julius Thomas. It's not Rob Gronkowski. It's Martellus Bennett. Yeah, we saw this coming. And he continues to be a very very reliable option in that passing game for Jay Cutler. I still say you can maybe trade him right now, sell high on him, but if you don't, well, he is seeing the opportunities and the targets are proving it. Yeah, I'm starting to buy in a little bit just because the tight end position has been so volatile no so doubt. far this season. Switching over to a wide receiver who finally got it going. It was Keenan Allen. A lot of people were starting to panic on this guy because he got off to a slow start this year. We said all last week, if he didn't do it against the Jaguars, then it was really time to press the panic button. Guess what? He did it against the Jaguars. 12 targets after having 17 in the first three weeks. Made some plays. 13 and a half fantasy points. Didn't see the end zone, but got so much in terms of yardage that it certainly made up for everything else along the way. And I think Keenan Allen is going to start to pick it up this week. The Chargers have the Jets. I look for him to have another big week and see a whole lot more targets. Switching over now to the guys who saw the most backfield opportunities, a combination of rushing attempts plus pass targets. The two names at the top of the list are guys we expect to see there on a weekly basis. It took a little while, Fabs, but Forte is there. And more importantly, for 49er fans and for fantasy owners, Frank Gore is up there. Yeah, he wasn't happy after week three because he barely touched the football. Well, that changed last week against the Eagles with 25 touches. And, you know, he's kind of like Jason Voorhees. You can't kill him. <laughs> you can't kill Frank Gore. Week in and week out, the guy's putting up numbers. Every season we think... When is he going to fall off the cliff? He just keeps climbing the cliff, Marcus. So as long as they get him the football, and boy, did I love this this pass and catch and run for a touchdown <laughs> for one of my fantasy teams. But Gore is a guy who he's sort of beaten that whole stigma of the 30-year-old running back, almost like Curtis Barton did when he was 31. So you keep writing Gore. I don't think he's an RB2. I, I'm more into him as a high-end flex, but the touches were there last week, that's for sure. Yeah, he certainly just never goes away. Have you met Jarek McKinnon yet? If not, you should. He is the guy right now behind Matt Asiata, but look at this guy run. Just eating up yardage in chunks. Asiata is going to be the starter. He'll probably see the bulk of the touches, but what we have seen from Jarek McKinnon in the preseason and so far in his limited opportunities this season is that he is a playmaker. He is a home run threat, a big play guy, and certainly coming up this week, I expect to see him get a lot of opportunities in the Thursday night game against the Packers. I think he will see a lot of play. He's maybe a flex guy. He's a guy in deeper leagues. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's got a little sneaky potential. And the Packers have not been good against the run. I mean, look what Forte did to him last yeah. week. So he's all of a sudden a sneaky flex starter type of sleeper guy yeah, right now. Yeah. Well, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, it's Tuesday. That means it's time to hit the waiver wire. Find out which players we say you need to pick up before your friends do. And we've seen some surprising fantasy numbers from these fellas you see right here on your screen. But which one's the real deal? We'll tell you if you should believe the hype when we return. 
Time now for Clear Choices, presented by the makers of Clarity. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here, Rank and Fabs and Marcus. And it's Tuesday. That means we hit up the waiver wire and help you decide who to target. And we're going to go all the way back to Thursday Night Football, Marcus. You're going to get us started with a uh, particular five-touchdown performance that has you buying in on the Giants and Eli Manning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who doesn't want a Manning at quarterback for their team, right? Um Look, Eli Manning had a, he had a fantastic game on Thursday night, and he's actually been playing really well the last couple of weeks. This isn't just about what he did against Washington on Thursday. You're not going to get this kind of performance from him every week. I think that goes without saying. But just to watch the Giants' offense the last couple of weeks, it looks like they're starting to figure out what Ben McAdoo wants them to do. They're starting to click. Victor Cruz is getting the ball. Larry Donnell has become a breakout star. Ruben Randall's getting involved. And I think Eli Manning's going to pick it up, and he's a good QB, too, for you if you have a bye week situation. All right, our next uh, player, Fabs. Look, mom tells you to eat your vegetables because you're supposed to eat your vegetables. People need to pick up Matt Asiata. He's only, what is he available? 50-plus percent of the leagues on it NFL.com. It is unreal, and some people on Twitter are asking me, why are you putting Asiata in the waiver wire column? Well, because a lot of you guys still haven't picked him up. He's still not owned in over 50% of leagues. Listen, the guy is that workhorse. Now he's going to lose some work to Jarrett McKinnon, but when they get near the goal line, Asiata in there. This is a guy who can help you, especially if you lost Adrian Peterson. He should be owned in 100% of leagues money, not 50. Yeah, and again, rookie quarterback, running backs, best friends, and friends of rookie quarterbacks. Marcus, uh, digging a little deeper here. We are digging a little deeper, going Darren Reeves. I don't know if you figured this out, but times is tough in that Carolina Panthers backfield. Things are so thin there that the Panthers went out and signed Chris Obanaya this week. Reeves right now is the starter by default, and they're facing a Bears defense that not only struggles against the run, but they're going to have to try and compensate for a secondary that has been banged up so badly. They're going to have to try to figure out how to slow Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin. This means Reeves is going to see a lot of touches, could find some holes, maybe a sneaky flex play if you're in a tough situation. All right, Rank, coming off a of bye week, John Brown. Yeah, he's probably still available on your waiver. Actually, it says right there. A lot owned, owned in less than 6% of fantasy leagues, and I don't know why, because this is a guy who really emerged during the training camp season. Or that portion of the season, I should say. The coaching staff was high on him, and he really has come out and delivered, and he's being targeted a lot, not only by uh, Carson Palmer, but also by Drew Stanton as well. So when both quarterbacks are looking at him, it shows me that they have a lot of trust on him. And you said when you are watching the game, Drew Stanton missed him a couple of times, a couple too. Times. So there's going to be great opportunities. He's a rookie receiver, so he's going to be a little bit inconsistent, but he's somebody to definitely have on your bench. And super fast, and we love those big plays where you can get behind the defense. I'm going Eddie Royal. Uh, I'll be down in San Diego this week. And guess who they're playing, guys? The Jets. The Jets. The Jets secondary. Stinks. And Eddie Royal, I think we all agree Phillip Rivers having a pretty good season. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so why wouldn't you want the receiver that he targets more than any other receiver on his team? 29 <laughs> targets for Eddie Royal. By week, has you benching a lot of players. Even if it's just for a week, take the guy Phillip Rivers looks for more than any other receiver against that Gents secondary. Money, what if I told you that there's a wide receiver on the waiver wire who's on pace for over 70 catches and over 1,200 yards? I would say, based on our monitor, you're talking about Brian Quick. <laughs> I am talking about Brian Quick. You are so smart. Money, Just this perceptive. is a great pickup for fantasy owners. I know the Rams haven't had a great wide receiver since the days of Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, and I'm not saying that Quick is going to be either one of those guys, but he's seeing a lot of targets in the offense. Austin Davis clearly looking for him, and he's got a great matchup against the Eagles this week, so if you're hurting a wide receiver, you need a flex starter, Brian Quick is out there. Go get him. Well, and because he played, again, going back to the Giants-Redskins game on Thursday night, maybe the folks hitting up your waiver wire forgot about how good Larry Donnell was, Rank. Absolutely. I'm not quite ready to follow Marcus onto the Eli Manning train, but I will certainly jump aboard the Larry Mc, or Larry McDonald, Larry Donald 
Trey or Danelle. Jeez, Louise, I'll spell all it out. Them. Don't worry, all, of, all those three guys. of those guys. But you look at the way look at the way Eli's looking for him. Every time they get near the end zone, he's looking for Danelle. He's a big, huge target. It's like he got together with his brother who said, hey, look, I've been hitting up JT all season long. Go to your tight end when you get close to the goal line. Great things will happen. And it's no coincidence that once this offense started to turn around, it's because they started going to Danell near the end zone. Well, let's get a look at uh, Michael Fabiano's top waiver wire targets. There they are, one and two. We mentioned Asiata. You see the percentage owned. You may not think he's available because he's been so good now for a few weeks, but over 50% of the league. So be sure to check your waiver wire and the tight end, Danell, at a very thin spot as well. That there, uh, clear choices presented by the makers of Claritin. And when we return, we'll talk about uh, which underachieving players need to be on your trade radar, which guys to unload while their stock is hot. It's NFL Fantasy Live back in just a few. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we've got a handful of halfbacks that have been blowing up so far, and we'll debate whether they're the real deal or the hype is just getting to your head. Plus, we fill you in on a few tricks of the trade. We'll tell you which players you should sell high while you can and who to buy low while the getting is good. And if you could do it all over again, who would you draft to your fantasy squad? We're doing a draft do-over, and you will not want to miss who we have as our new number one NFL Fantasy Live rolls off. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money Smith here, Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano, Akbar, Baja, B. Amila. Remember, you can always follow us at NFL Fantasy. One word, that's our Twitter handle. Let's get to the highlights, gentlemen, from right. Monday night. Uh, there were highlights. a lot for one team, and right, yeah. not a lot for the other. There is a Why are you Tom showing Tom Brady? Terrific Brady. Brady. I thought that's what the highlights. Return of Jamal Charles. There's a highlight from an ankle injury. Let's go into the first, first and goal. Chiefs driving, and hey, that's why you drafted a number one overall. Obamacare in full Jamal. He's healthy. <laughs> really? That's, nice that's the third rail lock bar. We don't say things like that. <laughs> Next Chiefs possession. Why not? That's why you drafted Jamal Charles, Another number one. one. Chiefs are rolling screen. 14 to nothing. Let's get to the Andy third Reed already can't wait to quarter. Next this follows a Tom Brady fumble. And guess what, guys? Why not? Do it again. That's why you Remember drafted Jamal hands. Charles, number one. Well, Charles comes back with a bang. He rolls up 29 fantasy points. The Chiefs win. 41-14. I would like to point out Josh a certain McCallan. someone yeah. on a bye week for Russell Wilson plugged in Alex Smith and got himself 22 yeah, points. Yeah, would that be uh, oh, wait, who was that? that? <laughs> Wonder oh, who that you. was. Oh, congratulations. Wonder who that was. A lot of fantasy points on one side of the board. And hey, Brandon LaFell, we kind of been waiting for this. We heard quite a bit about uh, the potential that Bill Belichick saw in the receiver out of LSU coming up from Carolina. Seemed like they featured him an awful lot. Benched those second-year receiver, so perhaps Brandon LaFell. No, those are relevant fantasy points. Yeah, they did come late in the game. Jimmy Garoppolo really likes him. Here we go. There are your top ten scoring running backs to Marco Murray way ahead of the pack. Le'Veon Bell, Marshawn Lynch. Remember, there were a handful of those that were on buys. Giovanni Bernard, Marshawn Lynch as well. But let's talk about a few of these running backs. You just sought to figure out if they are the real deal and if fantasy fans should believe the hype. So let's start with Ahmad Bradshaw was not even the number one in Indianapolis, Akbar, when the season started, but he looks to be now. You know, this is where I have to say, come on, get real. Of course he's all that. He is for real. Because when you look at Ahmad Bradshaw, he is the featured back really to me. I don't care what the reps say, how many carries he gets. Think about the type of production he's gotten in this offense. He does it in the passing game. He does it in the running game. And this is how I know that they believe in Ahmad Bradshaw. When they got up on the Tennessee Titans, what happened? They put him off to the side. They put him on cool ice because they knew that Trent Richardson needs the reps. And so with that, if 
Coach Pagano believes in him. I believe in him. Let me get this straight. The ice they have in Indianapolis is cool? Same thing. I just wanted to make sure. You said they put them on cool ice. I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, it was that particular variety of ice. Yes, you are. How about Rashad? There's dry ice. (laughs) One of of the few true featured backs in the National Football League, a guy with great field vision, someone who can take it to the house every time he touches the ball. Right now, he is third among running backs in rushing yards, fifth among running backs in fantasy points, and he's third among running backs with 90 touches. And you guys know who they play this week? Who's that? Atlanta, who just got absolutely hammered by a Matt Asiata and Jarek McKinnon. Jennings is a must-start, dare I say, a top-five running back heading into week five. Look at him take it in I like a touchdown. I, like I don't know why, but I have yet to recommend starting Lamar Miller to uh, anyone that has tweeted at me, and shame on me for me doing too. that. I, I'm in the right? same boat. You know what? I, he, I believe in him. I really do. My heart doesn't want to believe in him because every team I have has no Sean Moreno just waiting to come back, so I... I have a little bit of a jaded look towards him, but again, when you watch the film against the Raiders, there's no doubt that he is a solid number one running back. And of course, the competition probably was was the Raiders, an NFL caliber defense that he was playing. But he's looked great when he's had the opportunity. There he is hitting the hole pretty well, going through an arm tackle right there. Things that would have probably probably uh, brought him down a couple of years ago. So I say go for it. Start him. I'm going to uh, Chris Ivory. And even though it's not a great matchup this week against San Diego in San Diego, the reality is the conversation has started in New York about Geno Smith. And I'll tell you, if you want to see a great highlight, you got to see the pass he tried to throw to Eric Decker. that went about (laughs) 30 yards uh, out of bounds on the sideline. Uh, I think somebody caught it in like the 10th row. But when you have a quarterback that isn't performing, that is throwing interceptions, that is making bad decisions, especially when you have a defense, at least a front seven, as good as the Jets do, and a defensive-minded head coach, guess how they're going to... uh, uh, relieve that particular problem Run with a running game. So we all want opportunities. That's all you can really ask for. You hope the player produces, and Chris Ivory has been able to do that. Are you so, calling for Michael Vick already? I am not, but okay. it sounds like some folks are, which okay. is a li- little bit nutty. But At least what? one fan hey, in the stands was. It's the, yeah, <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the AFC East. I mean, that, that division is wide open, right. considering how it bad really the, Patriots the Patriots are. are. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. All right, two receivers who have been scorching Hot are Terrence Williams and rookie Calvin Benjamin. Do we believe the hype? We'll visit NFL.com slash now. Download the app because we'll debate that exclusively for those NFL Now viewers. All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. We're taking everything we've learned through four weeks and doing a brand new fantasy draft. Find out who our experts think deserves the new number one spot. But first, if your fantasy season is slipping away from you, a big trade could be just what you need. We'll talk players to buy low, sell high right after this. With NFL Now, you can watch stories, news, and highlights of your favorite teams on all your devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here with Akbar Fabs and Marcus. We're talking about fantasy players you should be targeting right now because you're going to get them for a cheap price. Marcus. Who do you like? I'm going with Shady McCoy here because that's been the number one tweet I've gotten this week. What do I do with LaShawn McCoy? Do I put him on the bench? Trade him to me. Do I try to move him? And I think you have a <laughs> lot of jittery fantasy owners who might be willing to make a deal for Shady McCoy right now. Yes, he has been awful to start the season. There's no denying that. But Lane Johnson is coming back on that offensive line. That should help there. Plus, Chip Kelly knows who his big playmaker is, and they've got to get him the football in all manners of situations. Matchup with the Rams, not particularly great, but I think McCoy gets a lot of volume this week. All right, Fabs, uh, who do you got? Buy low. Listen, I'm going seriously low, and I'm going Ryan Matthews, a guy who's not playing right now. 
How much lower can you get? You won't have to give up too much to get Ryan Matthews. Donald Browns looked awful. We were all wrong about him last week, even against the Jaguars. And Danny Woodhead's out for the year. So when Matthews comes back, you've got a nice RB2 slash flex starter for your starting lineup. Get him now while he's out. Maybe the fantasy owner who has him is ready to trade him away because he's just taking up roster space. So I'm sitting Donald Brown versus the Jets this week, right? Cordero yes, Patterson? Are. Wait, Cordero Patterson? Yeah, that's right. You look, look, you see the highlights. And look, let's not deny and play funky here. Like, we don't know the kickoff. potential <laughs> that Cordero Patterson has. He is a big-time player. And I think what you, we've seen in the last three weeks, we've seen his production drop off. And the reason why is because defensive coordinators, they no longer have Adrian Peterson to, to scheme against. And so now, all of a sudden, he becomes the focus point of this offense for North Turner. They've got enough sample size. North Turner has enough sample size with Cordero Patterson as the main guy to be able to kind of generate more offense around Cordero Patterson. You're going to see that. They just didn't know it. But now, when you have no Adrian Peterson, all of a sudden, he's the big dog in the house now. He's just the big trying dog. to see which defensive coordinator you, I'm going to call. Oh, it's going to be Don you, Papers. You'll see. Don't worry about Cordero Patterson. Worry about Matt Asiata. You're going to cut your hair Asiata. once, once Cordero I'm Patterson puts up big numbers again. Don Papers and let him know. All right, we're going to flip it over to uh, talk about players you should be selling high while you still can. Akbar, who are you selling high? You know, I'm going to sell high on Drew Brees. How Drew Brees, you. I mean, we, we know his record on the road. We know yeah, he hasn't been all that good. On the road. He's had he's had one game where he was solid, but of course that was against the Dallas Cowboys. So that one really doesn't count. But when you think about the fact that he's still an elite quarterback, no one's saying anything about Drew Brees, but he just hasn't been able to put up those solid numbers you want in fantasy points. He's been average. I mean, look, 15, uh, two consecutive games with 15 points on the road, that's not, that's not really good. So you can get so much for him, perhaps. Perhaps an equal elite quarterback, maybe with a couple other guys on there. I'd sell high on Drew Brees. They had the ball for like 15 minutes it in Dallas matter. because of that run game. <laughs> Jay Cutler, you're moving Jay Cutler? Marcus. I am moving Jay Cutler. I think he'll be a good fantasy quarterback this year, but I think you'll see his numbers come down as Matt Forte becomes a bigger part of the offense. Plus, there's still always that fear that Cutler likes to throw the football to the wrong colored jersey. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah. and he did it regularly in that game against the Packers. <laughs> Fabs, really? Steve Smith? Because you can get a King's ransom for him right now, Money. You, you should give me know a player. about these kinds of things. Give me somebody you're going you're gonna to try to get for, for Steve Listen, Smith. there are no shortage of – how about a wide receiver? Maybe yeah. a Randall Cobb. Okay. I'll take yeah. Randall Cobb over Steve Smith because I don't believe Steve Smith is going to keep this up all season long. You can get someone like that. I would do it. People are high on him. They see the numbers. I'm trading him now while he's – his value you know, has never point. been better That's a good than point, it is right Just now. lob it out. Lob it out. Hey, Steve no Smith doubt. for Demarius Thomas. Steve Smith for Jordy Nelson. See if someone will bite because they will look yeah. at the numbers. And that's kind of what we're getting at in the buy-high category, or I should say sell-high categories. People will just look at the stats, make the trade, and next thing you know, exactly. you got yourself Do a steal. That's how it works, the, the sell-high and the buy-low thing. All right, uh, when we return on NFL Fantasy Live, what would you do if you could go back and draft your fantasy team all over again? Well, we'll show you what we do differently in our draft do-over right after this. All right, here we go. A look at the top 10 overall fantasy leaders, QB, QB. A lot of QBs. That typically happens, though. But you see DeMarco Murray right there at number three. So as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live, Matt Money-Smith here with all the guys. And again, those are the top fantasy point producers right now. So let's say we could go back in time like Uncle Rico and everything could be different <laughs> all over again, knowing what we know. I know if you would have put me in. It's time for a uh, little first-round draft to do over. And, well, we'll just kind of work it along the line here since I'm the host and I'm controlling everything. I'll go first. That's and with up. the first overall hey. pick, I will draft, no surprise here, DeMarco Murray. Maybe there's a surprise if you're nervous about DeMarco getting injured. 
record. I am not, and here's why. Not only is DeMarco in a contract year, so he is financially motivated, but what have the Dallas Cowboys done in their last three drafts? They have drafted offensive linemen to lock up the left side of that O-line with Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and Teron Smith, and they are running the ball effectively. It has been their recipe to offensive success, and I suspect that they will continue to do exactly that, feature the run, and DeMarco, because he wants to make that big payday, is going to put up those big points and will end up as the number one running back this season. He's been fantastic. There's just no question about that. The Cowboys running the ball. DeMarco yep. is reaping the best. He's the guy that's running it. What do you got, Fabs? Number two. Marshawn Lynch. I, I'm really upset that you took Lynch, uh, Murray on me because I yep. love I love. Well, Murray, I got the number one pick, I'm, so I know. Because you're the host. <laughs> but Lynch was a guy that I, I got him in the second round in a couple of my leagues because everyone seemed to be freaking out that he had too many touches over the last three years and that he was going to break down. And all he's done so far this year has put – numbers on the board. Forget about this guy breaking down. He is an absolute beast. Thus, the nickname Beast Mode. Get your Skittles out. He's going to lead you to a championship this week. Maybe um, this season. Maybe next year I'll be worried about Lynch. This year, not at all. Well, and also financially motivated. Exactly. All right, Marcus, what do you got? I'm staying with the running backs, and I'm not necessarily a running back in the first round guy, but I like Gio Bernard this year. He has been just fantastic this season. We've talked about how Hugh Jackson brings in his offensive scheme and how it works so well for running backs. We've seen guys like Darren McFadden have some of his biggest years under Hugh Jackson. And right now, Gio Bernard's averaging better than 110 scrimmage yards per game in that offense. He's getting touches even around the goal line. So Jeremy Hill hasn't taken away from anything he's done. And I think he's a sneaky pick at that number three spot. I love what he's done this year. All right, Rank, what do we got number four? Was I tripping out? Did I not see Andrew Luck as the number one point scorer? On the- okay, I'm going to take that guy. I'm going to take the guy who is scoring the most points. I think it's a pretty simple formula, and it's a personal one for me, too, because I have a keeper league where I have Tom Brady as my longtime quarterback, and I drafted Andrew Luck the year he came out, and I've held him on the bench. And this is the season I finally said, you know what, I'm going to go with Luck, and it's made my fantasy life so much easier. I understand, you know, there's other positions where you want to build through and everything, but having Luck week in and week out, come out and put up huge fantasy points is such a luxury that I don't want to let it go. It's so easy. I look at that team and I know that I am closer to a championship than I've ever been in that league because luck Week in, week out, puts up the huge number. So you're saying it's good to be lucky, but it's better to have luck. All of that. <laughs> See what yes. there. All of, you like that? All of that. All right, Mark. Right. 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 The whole point. So I can recite. <laughs> the whole point in this whole redraft is to get the best player, and I can't believe. I, I mean, scared. I do like Demarco Murray. I see that you got Andrew Luck, but to me, the best guy on the board has to be Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. We saw what he did in that game, of course, in this last Monday night game, and he absolutely terrorized this, the defense. And he did this at about 75. percent When you look at his potential, you look at what. Andrew Andy Reid, and I know everybody gets all worked up about Andy Reid. What is he going to do with the running back situation yes. since he's got Niles there? But <laughs> exactly. let, me t- let me tell you something. Okay. Jamal Charles is so talented in the passing game. He can do that. We saw that. We saw him, how he runs between the A and B gap. But the way he captured the edge is what makes him explosive. Not every running back can do that, a la Trent Richardson, one of your guys and your guys, too. My I know guy? You're <laughs> Why are you this is, at me? Look, let me tell you something. Lies, look, let me tell you, if you don't get Jamal Charles with that top three pick, you've messed up. You three, you guys you guys messed up. I'm all are right with the Marco. Um, <laughs> I will now go to the number six pick. And something you need to remember, if we're redrafting now, we just finished week four. We're a third of the way through the fantasy season. So I want somebody that produced points in the first third 
third of the fantasy <laughs> season. And I said it, and I meant it. Jordy Nelson will end up as the number one receiver in the NFL when it comes to fantasy points this year. He will have already likely won two weeks for you with monster performances. And as I look toward the playoffs, that's something that's always important to do. The Packers have a very favorable schedule. They play the Falcons, the Bills, and somebody else, oh, Tampa as well, in those last three playoff weeks. And no doubt, Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for Jordy Nelson. He scores touchdowns. He gets receptions. If you're in a PPR league, it's huge. So I'm all about Jordy. Well, you guys know it's all running backs for me in the first round. And I'm not changing that strategy maybe ever. And I'm going with Le'Veon Bell. Right now, he's on pace for 364 touches. I mean, that's amazing. Over 70 catches. He's on pace for almost 2,300 scrimmage yards. He is the guy in Pittsburgh. Forget about LeGarrette Blunt. It's all about Le'Veon Bell. He's young. He's thinner. He's elusive. He looks great. He's thinner. Marcus. Wow. He <laughs> lost weight. You can tell he lost weight because he's he definitely he, yeah. he looks a lot. He looks svelte almost. Svelte. Uh, you know what? I'm going with the Baron of the Bolo time, man. It's Philip Rivers in that quarterback spot. He man. has been fantastic this year. And I know Andrew Luck has been just lights out, but Rivers has been almost right behind Luck in terms of his production, it has certainly helped that he has a full complement of receivers. Malcolm Floyd is back and healthy and playing well. Eddie Royal has been fantastic, especially the last couple of weeks. Keenan Allen starting to come on again. Antonio Gates has found the fountain of youth. And they've had a really good schedule. This week, they've got the Jets. I mean, things are looking up for Phillip Rivers down in San Diego. All right, Rank. Okay, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown, and I'm going to allow you the opportunity to come up a little quip. What can Brown do for you? What, think about it. All right, Hang I'll, on, I'll, I'll get back talk, to you. Let me I'll talk a little bit about Antonio Brown. The one thing that I like about him is exactly what Money was saying is I want the number one receiver in fantasy football, and I like Jordy Nelson. I like Brown a little bit more because he's not competing with anybody for touches. He's got Jordy Nelson has Tex Cobb dealing with them. Antonio Brown is the only guy that Ben Roethlisberger is looking for, and I believe at the end of the season we will t- be talking about Antonio Brown not Jordy Nelson is the number one guy. All right, let's wrap it up. Akbar, you know, pick let, number let 10. Let me tell you, I, I'm, so dis, I'm so disappointed. You take Andrew disappointed. Luck. You take Phillip Rivers that's, with, that's your, with your eighth pick. I'm going to go with the quarterback, but the best quarterback on the board, and that's, of course, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is the most elite quarterback. When you look at his number, he is the model of consistency. He's put up 20-plus points in every single game. Now, I know you're looking at his number and say, well, he's not ranked in the top 15. Well, that's because he had a bye week. Don't let the bye week undervalue his potential and what he's going to be able to do. The talent and the weapons he has around him is unlimited. He has an unlimited resources of, of money. He's got wide receivers. He's oh, got tight ends. He's got everything. Yes, it does. <laughs> and so that's why Peyton Manning has to be that quarterback. So okay. me getting Peyton Manning, you got Rivers and Luck over Manning? Really? Did you not see Thank you. I'm yeah. winning this league. If you got points for Pizza Franchise's own, you're oh. right in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you. Apparently, how much money you have. Very important. Here is a uh, full recap of our draft two over picks one to ten if the draft was in fact I'm gonna win this held game. today DeMarco Murray the number one producing running back the number one selection and, and typically that's teams. how most fantasy drafts oh. go but three quarterbacks always a surprise as it becomes more and more of a passing league that's gonna do it for us here be sure to join us tomorrow when Michael Fabiano brings you his top starts and sits for week five that's Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.